Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Happy hump day, y'all. It is Wednesday. I hope you're getting through it with a smile on that face. And if not, that's okay. Feel your feelings. Ah, mental health means feeling all the different feelings. There's no good ones or bad ones, right ones or wrong ones. Just do it with love and surround yourself with some self-care and support. Got a great show planned for you. We're going to be talking about some, some new diagnoses, some things that are tied to some syndrome. So later in the show, we'll be doing a little couples therapy with Rebecca Shida, talking about echoism. What is that? Uh, it's something to know, something to look out for, something to heal and repair. But before we get into all that, let's do some Let's do some news. American Airlines, God bless them. They're going to get some pushback on this one. Over the weekend and into the early, early this week, they announced that they're going to, ready for this one, scrap social distancing and they're going to book full planes. Now we know that's all about the money, so God bless them. I feel bad for those that might not have any other options. Try to fly another airline that's actually going to allow some spacing. But they believe that their uh, new cleaning protocol and masks will do the job. Uh, hi, we are trapped in this, you know, tin can. I mean, my gosh, think about the people that are sitting in front of you, across from you, next to you. That is far less than six feet. I, 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 and the, think about the person sitting next to you. How many, you know, how often you're rubbing them and touching them. You know what kind of air you're sharing? I don't care about the mask. That doesn't prevent all of the um, aerosols from getting in or out. And also, I don't care how good they think their air circulation system is. It doesn't necessarily kill viruses. So that's disturbing. American Airlines, y'all got to step up and do better. This is a pandemic. We're talking about people's lives. And you're trying to pack your planes to make some money. And again, human lives have to come before income and money. So that's, that's actually really upsetting and disturbing to me. Um, anyway. It's truly, truly. Let's talk about some good news, though. The iconic Barbie doll now has baby hairs. I love that because, look, whatever your thoughts are on dolls or Barbie, they're really trying to create a presence and inclusion for everyone and normalize things. And their new doll has baby hairs. Now, that's a common source of shame for some people with different um, hair, different, I don't know what word you'd say, different genetic uh, styles of hair or hair representation. I don't really know how to, how to verbalize that, but yeah, we want to see different kinds of bodies. Uh, they have dolls with, um, limbs that aren't present and different abilities, different skin colors and styles, ones with, uh, vitiligo and ones with some different, um, marks and attributes. It's, it's really, really beautiful. And this is one of the other ones. And I think that that's so nice. Um, so they showed the, uh, basically the images well definitely a well-dressed well-dressed cool looking barbie and um it's kind of cool to see it really puts a smile on my face you know and I want to read you kind of like a little quote because I, I geek out on this stuff so barbie is extremely on trend 
<laughs> with her lavender highlighted bright pink hair. Love that. Her hair slicked down and styled into three large buns. Her baby hairs match the pink and lavender shades and are swooped and swirled to perfection. She's pretty badass looking. Um, reminds me of some of the people I used to hang out with in Philadelphia back in the day. And it's beautiful to see these people represented, everyone, the diversity. It's such a stunning thing. Um, also, we're talking more about working from home. We've, we've, we've discussed how some companies are mandating work from home. Some of them are saying you'll be working home indefinitely. So there's a lot of talk about what that'll mean, what that'll look like in terms of personnel. So I hope you all have a comfortable chair. Uh, I don't know how we're going to deal with children and because there's a lot of things happening at home at one time. Some people are working, children are going to school, other people are trying to play and have, and, you know, use technology to have relationships and whatnot. So it's a lot that's happening. So I don't know how this is going to impact space or Wi-Fi. I don't know if it's, how it's going to impact what you even have furniture wise at home. If you even have a laptop, I mean, there's a lot of uh, classism in that. Not every employee can afford to work from home. Not every employee has Wi-Fi or laptop or childcare or a big enough space where they can have a separate room to work. So all these things we have to consider and talk about. So maybe this is a shout out to the employers to really ask those questions. And you can't make these sweeping changes and assume that everyone can really accommodate that. So ask those questions and really consider the kinds of people that are working for you. Um, that's really, it's really important in terms of mental health. And we got to talk about, you know, we can't go a segment these days without talking about our buddy Donald Trump. He signs an executive order to protect American monuments, memorials, and statues. Now, when you hear it said like that, you're like, eh, what could be bad about that? But basically, <laughs> what he's saying is white supremacy is going to reign over black and people of color's thoughts and feelings and our history of genocide in our country. He doesn't want these Confederate or uh, genocidal statues and racist figures being taken down. I, I can't imagine why you, why you would want to battle that. I think it's okay for us to evolve and change and put up new statues and figures and images that represent what means what's important and meaningful to us now. It's okay to reflect current cultural moments. Those statues don't need to be there. And that's not, that doesn't have to be how history is remembered. We can remember it in the history books, appropriately so, honestly so, because the history books don't necessarily have it mapped out in the way that it really all went down. But this is, you know... I'm just going to leave it there because I can go off on a tangent on that one. Um, and then finally, God bless these televangelists. Uh, we got a couple of them on television trying to destroy coronavirus with their prayers. Look, I'm all about people utilizing religion, spirituality, and faith in the ways that make sense to them and grounds them and makes them feel better and taken care of. But we shouldn't be using it to negate science and what science is telling us. And as far as I know, we're not able to pray away COVID. And my concern is that people are thinking it might have happened and that all's well, and they now don't need to wear their masks or social distance. And that can continues the spread. And remember, we are still having record high rates of infections. We are not out of the woods. God, we got to do better. All right. Having said that, coming up next, we're going to be talking about sex, 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 sex. <laughs> I know, bringing all the sex. We're going to be talking about how to have a threesome or open up that relationship. Why? Because that is what's happening. That is what people are talking about. And it's important for you to be armed with the knowledge and the skills and the tips. So stick around for that. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. All right, we're back and we're going to talk about something that's a little controversial in some circles, really normalized in other circles. And for some people, it's a big old no duh. We're going to talk about three ways, threesomes, open relationships. So basically the umbrella is 
open relationships and non-monogamy. It's, it's a big umbrella. There's a lot of different things that can fall under it. Some people try to police those boundaries. There's, you know, swingers, there's non-monogamy, there's thruples, there's threesomes. Basically, oh, right. We're back and we're going to talk about something that's that. a little we're controversial in, in some circles. People are really designing their relationships. And for some people, it's a big old no structure. We're going to talk about actual needs. So basically, should be people shouldn't squeeze into open relationships and non-monogamy. Structure should meet the needs of It's a big umbrella. There's a lot of different things that can fall under it. And monogamy some people try to place those boundaries standard for a while swingers, there's non-monogamy, there's throuples, there's only about years. Basically, it's but it hasn't really gone that challenge. And thankfully, people are designing their relationships, publishing, sexually, and We now know that there's many different ways to healthily and successfully and beautifully manage your relationship. And that's how people shouldn't squeeze into structure about non-monogamy needs of where people by are at. And that means they who themselves are practicing it. And I have a very colorful history because has been the gold I, standard for a while. Depending on who I'm with in terms of our relationship, long, long, we long, run it about 100 years, but, to be but it hasn't really and gone that, can that challenge. So now, remember, the entry point is, due to media, don't be afraid of having publishing. a conversation of We now we know that there's a many different ways to healthily and successfully and beautifully might not work at another point. I do work with couples where they open up books written out and at certain points they realize we need to close a relationship for whatever the reason And they can open themselves up practicing it. I have a very colorful history because how that goes. Depending it's on who okay I'm with, to in terms of our relationship, try. we run okay it the way that questions. it needs to be for us, and that can discuss change. it first. So remember, because the entry point non-monogamy is, or an don't open be afraid of having that conversation that what we need. All because it can change. It should if you have to decide at one point to unilaterally open your relationship with your partner, knowing that is not ethical, that is not compassionate, for whatever the reason is. I'm talking about all parties sitting down, or we can try opening it up and see how that goes. Then you have to move into what is it you're looking for, and all tells us how healthy the relationship is because you decide. I recommend only trying these things monogamy when you're in a healthy relationship be because that's what's going to be required to pull this off. That it's if happening. you're not in a relationship where things are going well or going unilaterally, well, consider open your relationship that first your partner knows because this could bring on more complexity that doesn't necessarily promise to what we're talking about. I'm talking about all parties sitting down and discussing it. Then you have to move into what is it you're looking for, right? And I don't really want to address it, call it out, work on it, or maybe even leave because I usually recommend open it up. Only trying these things and that's not necessarily a healthy relationship because that's what's going to be required to pull this. But you want to sit down and if talk you're not about it. What you looking for and feeling why? Well or going and let all parties know that this isn't a forever decision. Because this could bring on more complex as it doesn't necessarily Just like monogamy can't be forever. Just like marriage is always concerns. And some people and then you want to talk about I'm no longer in love. What rules and boundaries are there for me? And it's not about limiting it. Called out person. Maybe that's rules. But we're talking about boundaries. Like what would you need? And that's not necessarily an ongoing conversation for everyone. And then we have. But you want to sit down and talk about it. What are you looking for and why? To see how it's going. And let all parties know that this isn't a forever decision. Monogamous we or not, change our minds at least every couple just like months. Monogamy and say, can't how be forever. How's like the past couple months or years been? And then you what want to talk about, about what do we need to change? What rules what and boundaries you might need? Should we get in a couple? And it's therapy. not about that's limiting healthy. or controlling but the other person. Non-monogamy right? definitely that's requires rules, that. right? But we're talking about boundaries. Like, what would you need? The general structure to be to feel safe. Are we all on the same page? And then we have check every element. But I want to normalize it to see how it's okay to want that. It's not a sign that you don't love your partner. Monogamous or not, to sit down at least every couple months and say, how many past couple months or years? Been. What do we work on? What do we need to change? For everyone, what do we need to fix? For it? It's to okay get to acknowledge that. That's healthy. That. I wish but non-monogamy definitely practice that in high school. But it's about time. It's about energy. So I definitely say, and I see the younger ones doing that. I can't in one segment walk you through every element. But I want to normalize it. I want to say it's okay to want that. So if you're just trying to open up a relationship to finding someone, it's okay to want sex with, talking to your partner about what you want to have happen. As a high partner about the ability to say this isn't comfortable for me anymore. It's okay to willingness to talk about. It afterwards that. and say, I wish people had more go? space to practice that anything in high school and to really figure out And as far as opening it up, and I see the younger ones doing that, where they're more open to 
book we want to turn where we try to find someone that we both date together. There's so many styles. There's no right way. So if you're just trying to open up your relationship, it's about finding someone who you want to have sex with. About talking to your partner about what you want to have happen. Talking to your partner about the ability to say this is uncomfortable for me anymore. That we feel comfortable to talk about it afterwards. Service. How did this go? Do we want to change anything? Do we want to do it again? And as far as opening it up, if it makes you uncomfortable to date other people, want you to take the time to ask yourself, we try to find someone that we both date together. There's so many styles. There's no right way. Why do I not want what's best for every possible configuration? It's about dialogue and communication. Why are we doing this? What do we want to talk about? There's so many beautiful books out there. Check them out. The ethical slut is a really beautiful one. Opening up by Tristan Tarantino. She's a friend of the show. That's a beautiful one. If it makes you uncomfortable, you're scared. I do want you to take the time to ask yourself. What is that about? that about me? You'll hear more about trust. But again, just don't be afraid of the topic. If a partner comes to you and wants to have a conversation, it's because they love you. It's because they want this to work out. It's because they want to make this relationship out there. There's so many beautiful books out there. Check them out. The Ethical Slut is a really beautiful one. Opening up by Tristan Terrell. She's a friend of the show. That's a beautiful one in my books. Sex Outside the Lines and Rebel Love both talk a little bit about this. All right, so question tonight. More about it for As me. always, again, just up on our love line IG page and the stories. So weigh in on that. If you've got a question for me, you can slide on into the DMs. Because they want to old podcast versions of my show, love line are at wearechannelq.com and radio.com. And I hope on Thursday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, you're checking out my live stream show. I'm listening live. That is on all the radio.com handles, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All the old and current ones. As always, it's always up on our love line IG page and the stories. So weigh on that. It's really nice to sit down with them and talk to them that way. DMs. Uh, so coming up, we'll be doing some DMs of my show. Love lines are at wearechannelq.com and radio.com. And I hope on Thursday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, you're checking out my live stream show. I'm listening live. That is on all the radio.com handles, Twitter, Facebook, some stuff that's going on in the media. It's stuff. It's always celebrities and experts talking about television, pop culture, and good old rounded couch potato, Mr. Ron Robbins. So coming up, we'll be doing some DMs. And the question tonight, you're listening Good. to Love Line with Dr. Um, so Chris. I know that you are Q, a and television and media connoisseur, and you're going to kind of share with us what we should be checking out and watching, especially because it's Pride Month. What do you got? Um, I'm actually on overload. There's just been a lot of um, intake through the past three or four months. But um, Good. I need some new stuff to watch because, you know, my butt's firmly planted on that couch a lot of hours. But if we're, All right, we're back, you know, focusing, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some stuff that's gladly, going on in the media. It's Pride Month, so of course we've got our resident television, pop culture, sort of and good old rounded couch potato, Mr. Ron Robbins, with us. Ron, what's going on? on Hi, how are you? Uh, and tell me what that is, because that, um, so that is a that television spin-off of the movie television and media yes, connoisseur, so there is a and you're going to share with us what you should be checking out and watching, especially because it's Pride Month. What do you got? I'm actually on Overload. There's just been a lot of journey into homosexuality. Through the past um, three or four months in high but, um, school. Good, I need some new stuff to watch because you know my butt's firmly planted on that couch a lot of hours. Television but show if we're, on Hulu you know, focusing that uh, definitely happily focusing the idea that there will be further seasons, and diverse um, sort of programming. And I like Lynch. It had the same tone as the movie, in, you know, Victor. Not too Hulu. difficult for uh, And tell me what that is because that, that is a television spinoff of the movie um, Love, Simon. Truthful, yes, honest. So there is a schmaltzy, yet lovely movie you know, called Love, Simon. There's clearly different avenues that one can take. Is this for adults or teens? I never it's um, it's in I guess high young school, adult why they okay. um, it off for the most into part into and the movie in the movie on the main character Simon that 
definitely uh, struggles ends with, with he knows the idea he's gay, that but he struggles with seasons. the whole I, just um, the idea of coming out. And I liked it. it and then it gets it convoluted the same tone with as the movie, you know, machinations involving other people to keep his secret audiences to digest. Throws people under the um, bus to protect his secret, and it gets messy. And, and then eventually, explored, he comes you know, out, and everybody's happy. And his parents are loving him. That one can take. Is this for adults or teens? I never understand explores the the I guess young adult why there's different methods and different ways and different journeys and the movie in the movie to the main character Simon's sexual identity and struggles with a lot of people he knows he's gay but he struggles with the victor just the idea of coming out fully and then aware that they're gay 100% gay and machinations involving other people to keep their secrets to be it can be like a bumpy road to protect his secret and it gets messy eventually he comes out and everybody's happy and his parents are loving him and just moves to town the town where Simon previously lived you know, explores now at college, not the idea. The fact that there is different to this ends in different ways and different journeys where the Simon story is apparently legendary or sexual identity, and he decides to much Reach like out to Simon Victor via um, Facebook or something like and they fully become like aware that they're gay 100% gay the and that this is their it's, that's what, the tie-in and it's a little bit weird but it works I guess um, it can be like a bumpy road throughout the show and they uh, write to each other and Simon and Victor is back to Victor and X always just to hit his town and just the town where so Simon previously lived and went to high school Simon is now in college wait let me ask you a question so for listeners that are looking at this in like uh, going to this high school where the Simon would this story be the kind is, of show is apparently that legendary. Someone who's LGBT-identified oh, wow. would decide a value, but then also got family members to watch Simon with them to understand the Facebook or something, and they yes. become like pen pals. Okay, because not every is, show I feel like does it in that way. <laughs> There's the it, tie. Because it's, 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 that's it's the tie, and it's a little bit weird, but it works, you know, I guess. A lot of and they a lot of throughout the show are they maybe uh, right to each other in Simon's gaymails know that they have an interest in men but they seem to sort of not 100 percent ready to like so it's like his cancel like, out the whole like, notion of like finding women attractive and maybe they're bisexual anyway, let me ask you a question so for our listeners that are looking from, at this in like a uh, pride-based way or whatnot would this be the kind of show that someone who's lgbt identified would find a value, but then also could have family you know, members watch with like, them oh, to your understand the gay with experience. That doll again, yes. like things like okay. that. Because not every show I feel like does it in you know, that way. Can stick it, with you because it's, it's, to come it's out true. Your it's honest in and that, you know he a lot goes of, through the whole journey. A lot of people are just the first season know that they have an interest in men. Not a lot of gay males know that they have an interest in men, but they're sort of not 100 ready to like cancel out the whole notion of like finding women attractive and maybe they're bisexual. It's a nice story. A lot he of, comes from uh, other characters family who get, and you know, his parents' characters you know, get developed the, because it is like an like 8 to 10 episode show. So you know, the question. But, so that, that's your you like, know, Pride Month like, recommendation. Oh, but before we let you go, I want to ask you about like, the like Batwoman that, drama. That, that so Ruby Rose is no longer part of Batwoman. Is that good? Is that bad? Are we happy? Are we sad? And do you think they'll bring in another gay identified actor? I feel as though I may have even read that they're bringing in another gay adapted to this girl at school. That's been clearly and so he uses that it's and going to be a new popular because a of new character like a whole wearing thing. the costume um so the it's, it's a nice story and there's a lot of town uh, and someone else will come in and take get, over you know, 
the, their the, characters get the guys because it is like an eight to ten episode show. Also gonna so be let me ask you a quick question. So that that's your that like Pride Month recommendation. You know, but before we character. let you go, I want to ask you about the um, Batwoman. And I love the marriage so of that because traditionally, Batwoman, I think a lot is of that good? Is that bad? Are we happy? Are we sad? And do you think they'll bring in another gay Other than able to find you on the couch doing the important work that you bring to our love line listeners like you know all the going on on television, where else can people find you? You don't know your handles? No more no more than six feet away or no less than six feet away just leaving town and someone else I'm definitely still on Instagram at Rondaliza underscore rice the guys of Batwoman and is also going to be and we'll have you back on next month and you'll be dropping some more to do to watch and this is helpful for people like me because I'm very particular about and I love the marriage of that because traditionally thanks as always Ron coming up next we're going to be sliding into those DMs so other than able to find you on your couch doing the important work that you bring to our Loveline listeners let them oh, know all the LGBTQIA going on on television where else can people find you? Um, you don't know your handles? No more no more than six feet away or no less than six feet away um, but I'm definitely still on Instagram at Rondaliza underscore rice um, and, and we'll have you back on next month and you'll be dropping some more to do's to watch and this is helpful for people like me because I'm very particular about what I watch and I never know what to watch thanks as always Ron coming up next we're going to be sliding into those DMs you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com as my husband's schedule takes him away from home. We are kinky swingers and have been in poly relationships before. We just want to make sure we pick someone that isn't judgmental and is open to our lifestyle. Beautiful. I'm really glad that you're aware that, yeah, you have a very creative, diverse way of moving through the world relationally and sexually, and it's heartbreaking. Schools do not teach about this stuff. It's left out of the conversation, and that makes it unknown and also scary to some therapists, and they don't know how to tackle All it. All right, we're back. Guess what? Like it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sex of world. We want you to explore with confidence. Again, our DMs, they come from our Loveline IG page. Slide on in there. A lot of y'all got some interesting questions. They're good questions. And unfortunately, I want to give them all the time and kind of couples consideration that they deserve and so I don't always have the ability to do so and if you slide into the DMs with your questions then we all get to learn from them get your questions answered so this one came in and said hey Dr. Chris hello I was wondering if you had any advice on finding the right marriage counselor for a non-traditional couple we will probably look at online counseling as my husband's schedule takes him away from home we are kinky swingers and have been in poly relationships before we just want to make sure we pick someone that isn't judgmental and is open to our lifestyle. Beautiful. I'm really glad um, that you're aware that, uh, yeah, you have a very creative, diverse way of moving through the world relationally and sexually, and it's heartbreaking. Schools do not teach about this stuff. It's left out of the conversation, and that makes it unknown and also scary to some therapists, and they don't know how to tackle it. Look, most therapists, like 99.9999% of the programs don't ever talk about sex therapy or human sexuality, and if they do, it's a quick pass-fail course. So this is a question I want everyone to ask themselves when looking for therapy. Does the therapist 
have training, ongoing training in sex therapy, excuse me, in sex therapy, sexology, or human sexuality. That is what kind of couples have they worked with? So here's what you want to look for. The couples therapists or the sex therapists or generalized therapists that do have experience and knowledge of this, they'll usually put it in their profile. Mine has at the end of my bio, a little asterisk, and it says, I am, I forget exactly how it's worded, but it basically says I am sex worker friendly. I'm also open to working with kink lifestyles, poly lifestyles, and et cetera, et cetera. So they'll usually use those keywords. So look for that. And I usually say, look for a certified sex therapist. Um, that's the best way to do it. Uh, ASECT, A-A-S-E-C-T is the organization that does so. And they have a website with a therapy finder on it. And it'll tell you if the people there are uh, certified sex educators or certified sex therapists. If they're a certified sex therapist, which means they'll have a C-S-T after the name, certified sex therapist, that lets you know that they are trained in those matters and that they have a respect and understanding because a traditional therapist might shame it, pathologize it, be afraid of it. I've had people tweet at me saying things like, I can't believe you talk about, you know, open lifestyles. We really know that those don't work and they're unhealthy. And it's like, that is absolutely not only not true. I'm afraid of you working with those couples. I'm afraid of working with other individuals who that might serve. And, um, it's a beautiful thing. More work coming around. All right, that. we're More back. Now it's time for some couples therapy. The future. So we today we're going to be talking about toxic monogamy. Now, it doesn't mean that monogamy is toxic. It means that a lot of ways that we run our relationships and a lot of the expectations and norms in time monogamy are toxic. Meaning, they're not in service of the health of the individuals or the relationship itself. And I use the word toxic because what happens is it's actually not healthy for anyone. The relationship then isn't allowed to feel good or to thrive or to be truly sustainable. I want all couples reading books. On poly, when I talk about styles, what the, because you can learn a lot the, about boundaries, um, key elements of toxic jealousy are, so it's so that, that you we can all do kind of two things. One, look at yourself. So, you know, do the work, but yes, you gotta find someone specific. Actually, at the end of my book, partner, love, my but also book, for you to look at the rules and expectations of partners point put upon you and the relationship you can ask and to sit down and discuss these sure and to make some changes. So the first thing um, I want to say at the outset all right, y'all, is that you're, if you're in a relationship we'll a where it's not safe therapy to have a conversation about talking about an interesting style of narcissism and possibly emotional abuse that you might want to consider It's important because we all bump into everyone to know that a healthy relationship is one that we can sit down and have conversations about how the relationship feels about what it's like to be in it and about changes we might want to make because a healthy relationship is about mutuality and that means equal amounts of power where each partner feels empowered enough to ask for what they want and to set boundaries and to have their needs met. But if you're in a situation where you don't feel empowered to do so, then we're not in a healthy relationship and there's a lot of work that needs to be done on either trying to work on getting it healthy, maybe getting into some couples therapy, reading some books together, uh, or it's time to maybe go because this relationship is just highly problematic. So one of the first things I want to talk about is you're allowed to disappoint your partner. We've somehow set up this idea in relationships and marriage, whatever it is, that if my partner's upset by something I do, then it's bad, wrong, and it has to change. And that's not accurate. It's okay for you to say, you know what, I, I realize that that was hurtful for you and I wanna hear more about that. And it's okay for you to then say, unfortunately, it's important for me to continue to do this or to maintain that friendship or to keep that hobby or whatever it might be. 
and and so you're all right. We're back, and now it's time for some couples therapy. So today we're going to be talking about toxic monogamy. Now it doesn't mean that monogamy is toxic. It means that a lot of ways that we run our relationships and a lot of expectations and norms and it tends to come up around some things such as friends or the service of the house of individuals or the relationship itself. And I use the word toxic because I'll make sure to not have us all hang out together. Anyone in a relationship then isn't allowed to feel good or that should be that that's a healthy relationship. We talk a lot about things like friends with when I talk about what it's the, okay to have what the if we're all trusting and have boundaries it's okay to be friends so with their ex and you say I know the two things one look at yourself but this is a person that is meaningful to me and so I'm going to go see them and just like you try to put upon your partner but that are disappointed that doesn't mean it's bad or wrong or has to change it's okay that there are some things and discuss and to make some changes so this is the first thing I want to say at the outset is that if you're in a relationship where it's not safe to have a conversation about whatever you're not working then the relationship is violent your your phone. We're demanding to know everything. Because I want everyone Even to know therapy, that a relationship is one where you're we can sit down and have conversations me. You're allowed to tell me that there are some things you don't want to talk to me about. To be that's called autonomy. That's called boundaries. That's how the relationship is about mutuality. And so it's okay to say to your partner, there's a specific thing I don't necessarily want to bring you into. It's a part of my life. You don't necessarily want to set boundaries every time I leave the house or hang out with a friend. If you're in a situation where you don't feel empowered to do so, you don't have a right to have access to the things I share with my friends via text messages or email. That's privacy. Work on getting it healthy. And entering in a relationship is some couples therapy, of reading some books together. You still get to be uh, autonomous, or it's time person. to maybe go. Because so this remember relationship that. is There's just a between lying and secrecy. So one of the first things right? I want to talk that's about manipulative. is that's you're allowed deceitful. to disappoint your partner. Well, privacy and boundaries are, you're not hiding, you're lying about anything. You're just not walking marriage, them, whatever walking, it is, welcoming them into the If my partner's upset by something I do, then it's bad, wrong, and it has to change. And that's totally what's happening. It's okay if you know you know what, I realize that that was hurtful for you, and I want to hear more about that. And it's okay for you to then say, unfortunately, there's a nuance between the two to do this or um, to maintain that friendship also or to keep and it breaks the hobby or whatever it might this, be but toxic monogamy is and when so your partner, your partner I know makes that you it's not something that makes you happy but it's has meaningful to me it's healthy. And I want your partner to actually find value in that. Help so my again, clients get okay to this place where they have it's okay for friend not only to be happy with something you're doing boys or a friend night, in your life. Uh, and a non-binary friend something such whatever, as friends. Whatever the gender terms are. You socialize. It's, okay it's okay to say, to say I'm going to see my friends on Friday night, night or Tuesday night and me and my friends all get together and we do this. I'll make sure to not have us all hang out together. And I'll spend time with them alone. And I'll see you when I get home. Or I'll see you the next day. That's all the relationship. We talk a lot about things like have to check in with your partner while out if you don't want to. They should be checking in on you. Your ex and, and they say, should punish you for going. They should be like, this is "Oh my God, is meaningful have a great to me, night." So I'm going to go see you know, them. Be present. And just because I'll see when you get home, upset about that or, or I'll see the next day, that or whatever it is, right? Has to but change. if a partner makes us feel it's bad okay for having friends and that there are some things that sometimes doing things without them, also, and this is a big one. We're allowed to have privacy flooding us with texts, or they punish us. Partner doesn't have a right to have access to everything. That's control. Just like a partner shouldn't read your diary. That's not okay. That's either narcissism or demanding to know control. Even in therapy, speaking, but none of that has to be. Honor. Privacy boundaries from me. You're allowed to tell me that there are some things you don't want to talk to me about. So that's called night autonomy. Alone. When that's I go out, maybe that's you should do something help. or find a hobby. And so it's okay but to say that I'm glad that you value support. There's a specific thing I don't necessarily and want, I want to bring that. you into. We love someone part of our life. You don't necessarily when they're happy. You don't want their life every time I leave the house or hang out. We want their life to expand. You don't need to know what I talk about. You want to work on feeling confident and trusting access to the world. If you don't, you have work to do with your in the wrong relationship. That's privacy. And entering in a relationship isn't the removal of all that. You still get to be in a date. 
night. Lucky person. You should have friends only so night. Remember that. Maybe there's a difference between lying and family. Right. That's family. Right? That's day where we all come together. That's maybe. deceitful. I, I'm on the people's boundaries. Are, you're not people I date don't always even often be my friends. I do date nights. Welcoming dating. I do friends night with friends. Sometimes certain events we all come together. Totality of what's happening. Doesn't always have to be. They know that everyone are not friends. So remember that. That's part of exactly what you're talking about. All right, we're gonna take a little break and when we come back, we're gonna continue talking about some of these things that are toxic monogamy, which also actually my heart AKA that say this, emotional abuse. It's important to know so we can change ourselves and our relationships. Listen to Love Life with Dr. Chris on the new it's channel healthy. Q and on radio.com. Help my clients get to this place where they have friend only nights, where it's the boys oh, night. Oh, right. We're back night. and we're doing a little uh, couples therapy. Friend night. Tight topic is whatever the gender monogamy, terms are. Which again, it's okay to say I'm going to see my friends on Friday night. There's certain ways nights, me and my friends all get together and these tend to fall into the category of bowling. I go to my 12 step meeting and I'll see when I get word because that's what it is. And I see the next day or so with them. Check ourselves and check our partners. You shouldn't want us to look at ourselves with your partners and I want to talk to our partners if they do it to us. They shouldn't be checking in on you. They shouldn't be punishing you for this. To be like, oh my and god! So collaboratively, yeah, have a great as night, a couple. You know, because we're on the same side. I'll see you get relationship. home. You or work see to the make next it better day, or whatever it is. A healthy right? relationship but is where each partner wants the other for having friends and seeing them, and they want the person to be happier to do better because this person check in or they're flooding our lives shouldn't shrink us. That's toxic monogamy because we're in a relationship. That's control. Remember that. That's their anxiety. It should get better. That's not okay. to have issues and conflicts, but our lives or their control or their anxiety speaking. But none of that has to be relationships. Means there's conflict and there's work. Say, I know it's hard for you make our lives to spend the worse. night alone when I go out. Maybe okay. you should do something so, or find a hobby. We talked about I, you're allowed I'm to glad that you support me. We talked about you're allowed to and discipline I want your partner. We love someone or care about them. We talked about that you're allowed We're to happy when they're happy. We don't want their life to go out without your partner. We want their life to expand. You want to spend time alone without them. You want to work on feeling confident and trusting them when they're out in the world. And if you don't, you have work to do or you're in the wrong relationship. I've seen this again. Partners shouldn't be there's this idea that we're not allowed to acknowledge that we've ever had sex or dated someone before. You should have friends with CNX. Maybe. Everyone should be uncomfortable with your family. Should be angry. Then, then that is very bizarre. Together, to maybe some of that's rooted I, I'm in some people heterosexual. It's compartmentalized. The people I date don't always even often meet my friends. Um, I do date nights with the people I'm dating. I hear to my office. I do friends night with the friends. Someone will say, "Oh, we're out. We're going to so and so's act." So it of course I was uncomfortable and I shaded them. And it's like, so remember that. No, not of course. Why were you uncomfortable? What? Why did they? We're going to continue talking about some of these things. Stayed single or not? Have had sex because the possibility of maybe at some point having been emotional abuse. And they were just sitting home. So we can change ourselves and our relationship. Having sex and having other relationships Dr. is healthy. It's acceptable. It's part of sexual, relational, mental health uh, developmental milestones. And no one should have to feel bad about that. No one should have to lie about that. It's healthy. Let me give you, let me model health. When I'm out in the world with someone I'm dating and we see an ex of mine, I introduce them and we all smile and we all say hello and all's well. No one feels bad or ashamed. No one did anything wrong. And so it's okay if we're all friendly. It's, oh, it's right. very we're back and we're doing a little couples therapy. That we should Tonight's be topic is toxic monogamy, to which again, them, isn't that monogamy is bad or, or you know, our toxic. Our it's that there's certain ways you run up at all. Like have words. And these like, tend to fall under the category not, of being that's not healthy abusive. There's no need for now, that. Now I use so that word because that's what it is. And I want us to check ourselves. Check ourselves and check our partners. I want us to look at ourselves and see if we do this. And I want us to talk to our partners if they do this. And to say this is no longer this is no longer everyone acceptable. Everyone is allowed to, to change. You know, everyone's allowed so to collaboratively, as a couple, we don't ever on the same side to feel bad about relationship. our history. You we shouldn't have to make it better because a healthy relationship where each partner wants to have sex thrive. And that ties into the whole other thing where we have to do better because people have sex with the answer is always that's not important or relevant. There's nothing for you to learn worse because we're in a relationship. There's nothing in that answer. It should get bigger. Like it's a very loaded question. It's huge for the person to judge you. Because I promise you, there's absolutely nothing to be learned or gained from someone knowing. 
the this conflict in the work. Nothing. But it shouldn't be if someone wants to get to know you, let them get to know you. Let them get to know who you are now and who you are sexually about that person. Privacy boundaries. We talked about your disability. It's very slouched. And I tell people you don't have to answer it. And that goes back to what we talked about in the other segment. You're allowed to spend time privacy boundaries. You're not lying. You're saying, yeah, I've had sex before, but the privacy and boundary is I don't really feel comfortable talking about this. I don't really see relevance in that. I don't know what you will learn about me in that. If you want to know about me, ask me. But that number tells you nothing. And when people say, oh, I just want to know. No, you have right to say, what is it you're trying to figure out? Because I will provide that actual answer. But that number tells you nothing. Because who I was then might not be who I am now. And that might have been circumstantial. And I hear not at all. But again, people will shame you if you ran into someone's number. So of course I was uncomfortable and I shaded them. And it's like, that's bigger than their No, not of course. Why were you uncomfortable? And we don't need our sex life to meet someone They did nothing bad or wrong. We don't should feel bad about stayed single or not have had sex because the possibility of maybe at some point having been talk about and they were just sitting there waiting for this past sex life. Having sex and having a relationship you have a right to set a boundary and say, I'm not going to let you talk poorly about who I've dated or the kind of sex I had or the kind of sex partners I've had. And no one should have to feel bad about that. No one should have to lie about that. You don't have a right to do that to your partner. Let me give you a little bit of shame for who they're with and the things they've chosen to do. That's their history. I introduce them. You know what I mean? And we all smile. We all say hello. Your job as well is to instill confidence in your partner to make them feel good and to make them feel better and to make them feel worth a lot and to have desirability. It's very unhealthy. It's very odd. It's not your job to be embarrassed make them feel bad for past decisions. That is not the goal of our relationships and our ex have to like have really, 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 really check not. That's not healthy. We, there's no need for and that. And finally, so I want to close out on this idea that even about of prior relationships. Um, we love again, shaming about ownership. people. It's about oh, control. They've been divorced this many times. Let's break away from that. Let's yes, think in a like more most relational people, way. They've been in many everyone relationships. Can, everyone and is some of them they chose to, to take know, as far as marriage. To that doesn't mean it's any more heinous, problematic, or bad that they left or had it. We shouldn't have been in many relationships. We've had relationships before, and no one should feel worse because that ties into the whole other thing. Where when someone says, "How many people have you had sex with?" The answer is always. It's not important or relevant. There's nothing to learn in that number. There's nothing in that answer. Mean that's a bigger failure. Like it's a very loaded question, and it's marriage is not a person to judge you. Why? Because I promise you, relationships are absolutely meant to be nothing to be learned. They should go as far as they go. Relationships the should go as long as they're healthy. Nothing. And when they're not, it's a good time to know you. Let them get to know you. Let them get to know who you are now. And who you are sexually. That's a good sign. They leave when there's no longer love or health. And this number is very loaded. So you want to find out why. And I tell and people you don't have to answer. That's what it was. That what we're talking about. They fell in love. That's they the made privacy boundary. When they realized it was no longer good, you're saying yeah, that's sex they left. But the privacy so boundary. Let's get away. I don't really feel comfortable talking about that. I don't really see relevance in that. I don't know what you will learn about. Try to bring out the best. If you want to know about me, ask me. But that number tells you nothing. And when people say, "Oh, I just want to know," all right, no. Coming up next, we got what is it you're trying to figure out? Because I will provide that actual time to weigh in on that. Number tells you nothing. Our love line is because who I was then might not be who I am now. And that might have been circumstantial, or maybe not at all. But again, people will shame you if you use a number that's more. All that's, right, that's we're bigger back, than it's time for question about. of the and night. Don't need our sex Tonight's question of the night was: So far in 2020, we've had Australia on fire, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the Buckingham Palace, coronavirus, Kobe Bryant's sex life, murderous hornets, Pentagon announcing that UFOs are real. We have them on tape. The Olympics and many festivals are canceled. Sports postponed. So what's something you've said to that would make no sense? Shame to shame who they're with and the things they've chosen to do. Let's see what y'all says. 
go and that's get real. History. It's been quite a year, you know and that's like, why I send love them. So support much them. Your job as a partner is to instill confidence in your partner, to make them feel good, it's uncertain times, and worth a lot, and to have desirability. It's not your job to beat them down and make them feel bad. There's a pandemic. That is not the goal of a relationship. And all that's coming out of Black Lives Matter and really, really, really check that the heinousness of our current administration. And finally, I want to close out on this idea funky time also add to that love shaming let down oh they've been divorced this many times around this many times yes like most people they've been in many relationships i want everyone to remember that and some of them they chose to take as far as marriage that doesn't mean it's any more heinous problematic or bad that they left or haven't look at they've all been in many relationships very different kind of traumatic year and no one should feel worse because they happen to get married we can't just look at everything out of context right take everything within context and a little more care and compassion and having been married especially for work out out doesn't mean that's a bigger failure to be the centralized goal. Marriage is not always forever. Why? Because not all relationships are meant to be forever. Because we don't. They should go as far as they go. Relationships should go as long as they're healthy. Not about tone pleasing. And that's a good sign. And current gaps. If someone's been married multiple times and divorced multiple times, but I don't want to use that towards each other. That's a good sign. They leave when there's no longer love or use towards change. And that's a good quality. So we want to find out why. And so what's something you've said recently that would make no sense? And then they would realize it was no longer good for you. They left. But I don't know if so. Again, let's actually happening. That's stereotypes. Some people also say they're in a relationship with someone. Try to bring up their best. Try to help them bring out your best. I think that's trying to make them better for having past where one year younger. All right. Coming up next, we've got you said recently in the nights in 2019. Some time to weigh in on that. Get on that quick one. It's Energy California, and then we'll be hitting those DMs. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris. Someone else said that's a beautiful Zoom wedding. I have to admit that was actually something that was quite a shocker. I wasn't expecting to see that happen. I'm glad for those that marriage was important that they didn't want to postpone I, that. I don't get I'd postpone, but Hey, um, yes, that is something that would make no sense in 2019. Uh, other things that would make no sense. Someone said, I just waited two hours for toilet paper. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how toilet paper has become an icon of the year and uh, waiting in lines. It's exhausting. All right, we're back. And now it's time Every for time question of the thinking, night. Am I willing? So tonight's question of the night was so far in 2020, we've had Australia on fire. It's Prince Harry it's, it's and Meghan Markle leaving the Buckingham Palace. Again, question is what's something you said that would make no sense. Last year in 2019, we have on tape the Olympics and many festivals were canceled. I tried to wear postponed. always have so pocket, what's something you've said recently that would make thought, well, no there, sense there goes that. in 2019? Uh, not only because it's Let's see what y'all said. It's going to get real. It's been quite a year, and that's why I support that. So it's also because I'm thoughtful, and I know that us wearing masks let's just protect start there others. And I want it's, others protected. It's uncertain times, God forbid. We have the capacity to pass along. We're not living our lives. Oh, and there's a pandemic. We're living our lives in the context of a pandemic. Again, question that's coming out of something that's happening recently that would make no sense in 2019. Someone said, administration. It's my daughter's 10th birthday it's party. It's a funky, Drive funky by. time. Also, add to that some of the <laughs> letdown scene. Oh, I've seen those videos. Teachers doing drive by birthday posting, tired posting. It's, it's really hard here. So, so I want everyone to remember that they need to focus more on self care. And also, that's a, that's be very gentle and kind with ourselves. And look at everything. This has been a traumatic year. question of the night was what's something you've said recently that would make no sense? Just look at everything out of context. Someone said, I think I'm getting masked and a little more care and compassion for ourselves. Mask me. I think I'm especially getting mask me. Well, especially for ourselves. Uh, but yes. I want that to be the centralized the, uh, goal. The How breakouts can I add more care or acne 
see what occurs as a result of wearing a mask because we don't need to harden the anger that gets trapped in there. Wash those masks. It's not about tone policing and shutting that down. Anger is galvanizing and motivates us. Breaking out on the bridge towards his nose and also that that could be a force that we use towards change. But I want us to be more kind with healthcare workers with each other. So, what's something you've said recently that would make no sense after hour? First person said, I would buy summer clothes. But I don't know if summer is actually What's something you've said recently that would make no sense last year? Some people also said that my car gets 11 weeks per gas Their birthday doesn't count because they didn't have a year. I think that's fine. I hadn't even thought of that. The amount of gas that we're Other things you've said recently that would make no sense in 2019. That's question night. Question night with something more in recent California sense in 2019. Someone said, What time is the Zoom brunch? Someone else said, That's a beautiful Zoom analogy. I always say that. What would it have been like? I have to admit, that was actually something that was quite a shocker. I wasn't expecting to see that happen. I'm glad for those that marriage was important. This is helping people's lives go on. That I don't get. I'd postpone. Career. Um, yes, that um, is something that makes no sense oh, in 2019. Uh, other things that make no sense. Uh, question tonight, what's something you said recently that makes no Going to club quarantine tonight in my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how Twitter has yes, become an people icon. People are having club and bar nights and, uh, online, and dancing to the music. I haven't tried anything like that yet. Every time uh, I need something, like drag performances. It's all there. It's all there. And finally, we'll end on this one. What's something you've said recently that makes no sense in 2019? Again, question is Something you recently said that would make no sense last year Damn, in 2019. Someone said, I got all the way to Target, that is but then I forgot my mind mask, so I had to go mind boggling. Yep. So that he could awkwardly hold a Bible on my wrist or front of the church that has since rejected it. A few times, could gas people to get them out of the way. There goes that. Not only because it's not. All right, y'all, coming up next, DMs. Because in Christmas, I love wearing masks. I support that. It's also because I'm thoughtful and I know that us wearing masks protect others, and I want others protected in case, God forbid, we have the capacity to pass along corona to someone asymptomatic or otherwise so again it's about care and compassion i'm all here for it again question of the night was what's something you said recently that would make no sense in 2019 someone said you're invited to my daughter's 10th birthday party drive-by <laughs> oh i've seen those videos teachers doing drive-by birthdays retirements it's it's adorable though they all drive by balloons they wave they honk people come out their front porch that's a that's a hilarious though your daughter's 10th birthday drive-by how can i move forward that's where we're at y'all <laughs> uh, question of the night was what's something you said recently that would make no sense in 2019 someone said I think I'm getting mask <laughs> oh mask me I think I'm getting mask me oh yes the, uh, the breakouts or acne that occurs as a result of wearing a mask too much or too often and the sweat that gets trapped in there wash those masks uh, but yes mask me I have a friend that keeps <clears throat> breaking out on the bridge of his nose and also it has like almost a perma indent. You see the front frontline workers and the healthcare workers with scars and whatnot from the mask wearing. I mean, it's real, you know, after hour and the stress and the sweat. God bless. Question of the night, what's something you've said recently that would make no sense last year in 2019? Someone said, my car gets 11 weeks per gas tank now. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that, the amount of gas that we're saving. 11 weeks per gas tank. Oh, that's funny. Uh, question of the night, what's something you've recently said that would make no sense in 2019? Someone said, what time is the Zoom brunch? <laughs> Thank God for technology. I always say that. What would it have been like without this? It would be very different. We'd be far lonelier, far more disconnected. This is helping people's lives go on. Education, career, uh, mental health stuff, oh, and entertainment. Oof. Uh, question tonight. What's something you said recently that would make no sense in 2019? Going to club quarantine tonight in my PJs. 
And so the first <laughs> Yes, people are having club and bar nights online and they're dancing to the music. I haven't tried anything like that yet. Uh, I know that they're even doing like drag performances. Uh, it's, all, it's all there. It's all there. And finally, we'll end on this one. Uh, what's something you've said recently that would make no sense in 2019? The president just gassed protesters to take a photo. Bam. That's a good one to go out on. That is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. So that he could awkwardly hold a Bible incorrectly in front of a church that has since rejected him. He gassed people to get them out of the way. I mean, that is not how you do it. All right, y'all. Coming up next, DMs. Listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on Radio.com. Let's talk about what's made the last two years rough and what can we do to feel better about this relationship. But other than that, it's okay that he goes out with female coworkers. He's going out with friends. He's going out with his office. I don't agree that that's a lie. He's going out with his office. Does he have to say their height, their weight, and their gender and their sexual orientation? I mean, if, 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 if the person I'm dating says, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm out with friends. I don't say they're guys, they're girls, they're gay, they're straight, unless it's actually of note. So I don't know if you're operating from this toxic monogamous perspective of it's inherently bad that someone's hanging out with friends of the gender they're attracted to. And so if they're withholding that, then they're lying. So there's like a lot in this. So again, just work on trust. And then let go and all's well. And if you can't let go, figure out the work is on you or if the work is for him. But it's okay that he goes out female coworkers or male coworkers. It's okay if his friends are gay or straight. Like none of these factors should really matter. And so I'm not going to inherently problematize that he has left out their gender. All right, we're back. And now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sex of world. We want you to explore with confidence. Here we go. This one asks, I've found it really hard to trust my partner. We've been together for six years and there are a lot of roller coasters with several breaks in the last two years. This year, we've been working on ourselves and that seemed to work until he admitted to me that he's been going going out with his female co-workers when he just tells me he's 